Hey, hey, welcome to the Roof Strategist Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Benzman. You're listening to the number one resource for free roofing sales training. Tune in for new episodes every week right here or on YouTube to learn how to market yourself, generate leads, pitch like a pro, overcome objections, and close more sales. And whether you're a brand new salesperson, a seasoned pro, or an owner or sales manager growing your team, pay close attention because I have an offer you don't want to pass up. I'd like to give you my Pitch Like a Pro roofing sales training video library completely free. You'll get instant access to over 120 sales training videos organized by category that can take you from zero to hero in a heartbeat. Head on over to theroofstrategist.com right now to get my Pitch Like a Pro roofing sales training video library completely free. That's theroofstrategist.com. Now let's hop into today's episode. All right, welcome. Adam Benzman here, the Restrategist, joined today by Patrick Carr of Blue Collar Media Group. Patrick, thanks for joining me today. I appreciate it, Adam. Thanks so much. Happy to be here. Awesome. So, for all of those who have not paid attention, there's some things happening in our industry that will change the game forever. And those changes we have seen historically rolled out in states like Texas, with it being law to pay your deductible. I know people are still struggling with this. Colorado followed suit. Florida has released SB Senate Bill 76 and House Bill 305. This has raised lots of discussion in the industry, specifically for Florida contractors. Before we jump in, if you're not in Florida, this episode is incredibly important for you to have a pulse into what we both believe, and I'm sure many other people believe, is going to be kind of the the changes in this industry for everybody. So, Without further ado, um, Patrick, thank you. Why don't you introduce Patrick yourself and kind of the, what you shared with me about being involved on the Senate floor through this process of the bill coming to life so we can break down the four key points in what Florida contractors can do now and how everybody else should be paying close attention so they can start adapting. Absolutely. So Senate Bill 76 and House Bill 305 that you talked about just a few minutes ago started maybe about four to five months ago on the floor. What people have to understand about the way your state legislature usually works is that you have a Senate bill and you have a House bill, and they're supposed to be brother and sister bills. The idea is at the end of the process, when they go through committee, there are three committees here in the state of Florida. They are supposed to come to the floor, be the exact same bill, the Senate signs off and the House signs off, and they both go to the governor for signature. Rewind about three months ago, what happened with Senate Bill 76 is they came out, and this is going to be tough for people to believe across the country, They said that every roof over 10 years old was going to become an ACD policy. They were no longer overnight going to cover depreciation for roofs. And this was starting to gain steam across the state. Well, luckily, organizations like myself, Blue Collar Media Group, Restoration Association of Florida, others stepped up and said, whoa, can you imagine the devastation in a state if a hurricane was to come through and then individuals call their insurance company and say, come out here and fix my roof. They approve the loss and say, here, instead of $20,000, we are going to give you $13,000. Not only do you have to come up with your deductible for hurricanes out of pocket, but now you're going to have to come up with that depreciation difference. That is literally what they were proposing. Even worse than that, they weren't even going to pay the entire ACV on many routes. Yeah. So what happened here is this bill died. Senate Bill 76 was dead because people said this can't be happening. And House Bill 305 started to take its sister bill, started to take a little more precedent. Everything probably was going to die until about three weeks before the legislative session. The governor steps in and says, we can't let everything die here. And so what they did is when it made it to the Senate floor, they took all of the House bill, moved it into the Senate bill, and got rid of 305. 
And that leaves us with this revised SB 76 that as it stands today. I just want to give your listeners a little history of how we get to a gotcha. point like this. Yeah. And that bill goes into effect. Is it July 1st of this year, if my memory serves, or am I wrong? That's absolutely right. It should be signed by the governor this week, and it'll go into effect July 1st. July 1st, 2021. So um, for anyone listening outside of Florida, thank you for the context, Patrick. Yep. This, this represents a very significant adjustment in our industry because they have come at us, which we're going to talk about um, from a no soliciting standpoint, which many contractors freak out, say, well, how do I generate business if I can't go door to door, which by the way, we're going to get into, don't you sweat it, stick around. Um, and a couple other changes that make it unfortunately a little more difficult for property owners, both residential and commercial. And we all need to know what's happening, even if it's not in our state, because these, these waves of adjustments come out. You know, For example, when I was roofing in Wisconsin, they had an adjustment come out that every contingency agreement needed a certain typeface, certain font size, all caps, explaining cancellation clause in big and bold on a document in front, and just very unique little things that each state's adopting. And we all need to know what's coming so we can, we're not like in reactive mode. So I'm going to shut my yapper. I want to roll it over to you, uh, Patrick. We talked about the four key points. If you wouldn't mind hitting, let's hit those four. I may interrupt you with some questions. What people freaked out about why it might not be accurate and what people can do so we can all feel empowered and have an action plan to not only adapt to the new normal, but to thrive in it. So point number one. On what are people freaked out about in this law? Roofing contractors have been told you can no longer go door to door. That is the number one thing that is freaking contractors out across the state of Florida. And for those outside mm -hmm. of the state of Florida, our legislators did a very good job of making this a big deal. They actually called the section where they put this writing, the no solicitation section. So it really has caused some confusion. So let's clear up what exactly it means. What it means is that you cannot solicit through a prohibited advertisement is actually what it's called. And a prohibited advertisement is anything that would entice, induce, or give incentive to a homeowner to one, file a claim or to let you have an inspection. It goes more specific than that. And it says that you cannot give any kind of monetary reward, any kind of reduction of a deductible gift cards, just anything of value in order to get on that roof for an inspection or to give that homeowner the entice, enticement to file the claim. That is what they mean by prohibited advertisement. So I want to be clear, you can still go door to door, but you cannot give incentive to that homeowner to either file the claim or let you on the roof for an inspection. Big myth that's going on right now. It's, it's wild. And you know, just for anyone who's interested, I do have the bill pulled up. Um, what I'm going to do is share my screen briefly because I'd love for people to be able to, to see what this actually looked like. So here's the language, the prohibited advertisement for anyone following along, any written or electronic communication by a contractor that encourages, uh, instructs or induces a, a consumer to contact or a contractor or public adjuster for the purpose of making a claim for roof damage. And then this is where people freak out. The term includes, but is not limited to door to, uh, excuse me, to uh, door hangers, business cards, magnets, flyers, pamphlets, and emails, and then soliciting. Mm -hmm. So th this is the piece. So people freak out and they say, "Hey, we we, we can't we can't go door to door." So um, what's what's this really mean? So what this means from the soliciting is that you cannot solicit by prohibited practices that are set above by enticing or inducing or otherwise instructing the homeowner 
to file the claim. Now, here's where it became very interesting in the state and everybody around the country is listening. This is what they will try to do in your state. Late in the legislative session, we were going to them and we were saying, hey, this is not cutting it. This is too confusing, it's too ambiguous. So then what they decided to do is they decided to add in language into the bill that, per, that did allow for door to door, but they didn't even put it in the right section. So what they did is they actually put that in the section underneath public adjusters. So if you go back to your, where you're at right there in your screen, you're on line about 136, I wanna say. Yeah. You have to go down to line 287, which if you scroll up a little bit, Adam, you'll see this is actually in the uh, section for public adjusters. There's yeah. a little bit more, there it is, right there. Um, and so there it is, right there, um, for public adjusters. So if you go down there to 287, again, I'll show you where they put this in there, the language. Uh, the prohibition against solicitation does not preclude a contractor from suggesting or otherwise recommending to a consumer that could the consumer consider contacting his or her insurer to determine if the proposed repair is covered under the consumer's insurance policy, except as it relates to solicitation prohibited. So what this means to my contractors out there, even though it's clearly in the wrong section, is that the contractor can go door to door and advise that the homeowner call or get in touch with their insurance company to decide if there is um, damage worth a replacement or a repair. So what you're there to do, in my opinion, as a door-to-door -door sales rep is not to push them into a decision, but to guide them and to say, hey, you can call, you can reach out to your insurance company and let them make the decision on whether or not this is going to be a loss for you. But it does not prohibit you from going door-to-door. -door. It just changes of the, the kind of material that you can leave at the door and what you can say there. Gotcha. And then you and I talked, by the way, for anyone listening, why I had those line items already pulled up because Patrick and I talked and I've got my notes here. So, um, and all this is public record, by the way, on uh, Florida's website. Now we had mentioned the language. This is a big piece with the solicitation part, the word free or the word guaranteed. So can I offer an inspection now? Or is that, do I have to get creative on my, my language when I'm at the door? See, I believe that free does say there's some kind of incentive. That's my interpretation of the law. Mm -hmm. Now, some people say free is just exactly that. You're saying, I'll get up there and I'll take a look. I think it's going to matter how you propose that to the homeowner. Hey, you know, I'm offering you something free that somebody else isn't. I think then you're trying to give them an incentive. Um, I would, I, that's my opinion. And when these things first come out, a lot of this stuff is left in the gray area because they want to get some case law to decide what exactly is going to go forward and what is it. Try not to be that roofer that's a part of that case law. That, because, that would be my advice. Because of the fines, we should touch on that. Very good. I have it written down here. I know that, that I might have jumped ahead, but you mentioned the fines for the case law. You want to share what those are? Sure. So they increased the fines to $10,000 per occurrence here. So what this would mean for you is that if you do have prohibited advertisement out there, which would say something like this, a sign or a hanger on a door that would say, I guarantee you a free roof, give us a call, we guarantee it. That's prohibited because you are saying that you can do something that you are not permitted to do. You can't guarantee the insurance company, you don't work for them. And so by putting that, that's one occurrence. They're going to look around a neighborhood and find a bunch of door hangers and say one occurrence, two, three, and for each one they can find up to 10,000. Gotcha. That's a lot of money. A lot of money, and, and I wouldn't you, want to be that person. There's a part of me, I'm not gonna lie, that's glad about that because a lot of people, you know, I was just down in Texas and, and 
it's deductible law. And most homeowners don't realize how a contractor eats a deductible that puts the homeowner as a willing participant in insurance fraud. So we, I, I ran this training in the back offices. I, I lose count. I think it was seven different companies I met with. And one of them in, in uh, Austin, just outside of Austin, Round Rock, ran a sales appointment. Get there, there's a yard sign in the front already. So I'm like, this is fishy. Why are we here? Why did this guy, it was a set appointment. Why did he reach out to this company hmm. set the appointment? So first conversation I have at the door is what inspired you to set up this appointment since I already see a yard sign? He says, well, I'm just trying to figure this out and wonder if anyone can help with my deductible. So we go in there and I sketched everything out, how the claim works, top line, deductible, RCV, the ACV payment depreciation. And I said, just so you know, when they say you're going to eat your deductible, they're invoicing for this top amount, but telling you this, which is providing false or misleading financial information, which makes you a willing participant in insurance fraud. I'm not willing to go to jail to earn your business. And by the way, I'm sure you wouldn't want to be a willing participant in insurance fraud. Now, would you? And it's funny if everyone operated above board that you wouldn't see all this slimy stuff going on. So kudos to, to Florida on that part. I know I might get hated on for a lot of other stuff because I don't agree with it all, but I think that one piece is going to help kind of level things out. Um, now prohibited pieces. Can we get into that a bit? Cause not only I guarantee a roof replacement, I don't see that everywhere. That's not in every market, but you couldn't offer like $50 gift card for your appointment, right? That would be a prohibited advertisement. What are some other language that we should be aware of that's going to be prohibited? Um, any kind of reduction of the deductible, any kind of gift card, any kind of monetary reward. So I'm going to give you $200 back, or I'm going to give you $250 gift card to get up on the roof. I know people will go ahead and identify roofs where they know the deductible is 500. They'll go with a gift card and say, hey, if you let me do an inspection here, I'll give you this $500 gift card. Um, you know, there's anything like that they're trying to get rid of. They don't want the homeowner to be guilted in any way into filing a claim. And that's, that's the main purpose. Of, uh, of doing this prohibited advertisements and prohibited solicitation. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I do want to point out, I know we're about to jump ahead here, but I think it rolls right into what you're saying, Adam. There are two things that the state of Florida is now requiring a, a contractor to include in their contingency agreement based off this new bill. Um, one of them you just mentioned a minute ago is basically this, the uh, lines, what is it, line 136. You do have to notify the homeowner that you have not given them a reward or an inducement of some kind. That must be on the uh, the contract. Lines, yeah, 2B, 1 and 2, right? They're 136 through lines 142. Right there. Yes. So from this point on, come July 1st, your contingency agreement needs to have this language on it. My suggestion, Adam, I know you, you, you're working on it, but yep. just to copy and paste and put it a little initial next to it on your contingency agreement. Um, you must notify the homeowner that they have not received an inducement or reward of some kind, that you're not allowed to do that. So make sure that that language in some way is on your contingency agreement when you go out there to sign a homeowner up after July the 1st. Gotcha. That's a big piece. I'm going to actually add that to my list. So uh, everyone listening, little, little thing, have them initial. We didn't, we did not do this, you know, <laughs> bold the word not. All right. So that way uh, they know that they didn't do it. Um, Cause you don't want anyone going back. He said, she said, believe me, I, I handle all of our legal issues. I've been in the, in uh, the courtroom, uh, unfortunately, just with volume, it happens. I've been through the appraisal process. I've been through the, he said, she said, and I'll tell you the one and only time that anything ever ended up going um, to a settlement was because we had a change order that wasn't documented. There was a verbal agreement. Guy was drunk, didn't remember. And we ended up losing. And, and unfortunately it was on paper. It was right now. Valuable lesson. 
Key lesson for everyone, write everything down all the time. Initial date, all right? That way you don't have, well, that guy said it and like, no, no, no. So referral though, what about a referral gift card? Can you get a referral incentive or is that off the table now too? It's off the table. Um, so, you know, I, I wish I could sugarcoat around that thing, but it is off the table. Um, and it says it, it's line C right there. And it says a referral of any service for which the property insurance proceeds are payable. Um, so it is getting rid of that referral. Um, so you can't throw somebody a $500 gift card or something like that. Now, I have had some attorneys that have told me that while you can't do that, there's nothing that will prohibit you from, let's say, something for a sign in the yard, um, something along those lines. I think there might be some ways that contractors can look at getting some money to an individual at frozen business, but just be careful in how you look at it. It can't yeah. be for which insurance proceeds were payable. Gotcha. Okay. And do, would it be legal to include some sort of upgrades to, as a thank you for the, for the homeowner, like upgraded ridge vent, upgraded shingles, anything like that, where there's not a monetary, like you're not eating a deductible, but you're instead providing a higher level of value to the homeowner. I think you've got the right thing in there, Adam. Absolutely. Yeah. So we just um, need to get creative. You do. And so that leads me to point number two. I, I mentioned that on the contract, the contingency that they must have um, the language stating that the homeowner has not received some kind of monetary reward. Um, for, for allowing that person to file the claim or get up on the roof, whatever you want to say. Mm -hmm. There's a second portion of that that's on line 175. There's a secondary thing that now must be included in every contingency agreement. Um, in the past, you've been allowed as a contractor to submit, here we go, to submit a contract with simply just a line item for what the roof is going to cost. Moving forward, come July the 1st, your agreement is going to have to have some kind of line item, as it says right there, it's gonna to have to have something showing a detailed estimate. Now it's only an estimate and it 100% could be changed at any time, but you just can't give somebody um, a $10,000 number without telling them some way that you came up with it. Yeah, wow. And I, this is new to me, 10 day cancellation period. Correct. That's, that's a big window. So let's break this down. Um, Yes. Big piece. So I'm out in Texas last week, right? Houston, Dallas, Austin. I cannot tell you how many sales guys came up to me and had deals snaked underneath them. Oftentimes from deductible leaders, or as I call them, sign walkers. These are slimy sales guys who don't have one ounce of sales ability. And they'll come in and say, I'll eat your deductible and pay you to do the roof. Okay. This is like sleazeball 101, illegal fraud. And uh, in my opinion, unethical yet it happens. So key lessons for everyone listening with increases in cancellation clauses to protect homeowners. It is important to do two things. Number one is to set very clear expectations at homeowner about unethical practices. So they get it and see it and be tempted by it. So if they don't know it's coming, all of a sudden you get some sleazeball who's like dropping all the, the stuff. Oh, well, that guy didn't offer to do it for you. Well, we take care of our people and they're the last one there. You can't defend yourself, even though what they're saying isn't right. So number one, even though this is law, expect not everyone to follow it and make sure that homeowner knows the laws and what could happen. So that way, when they hear it, they say, hey, that sales rep I worked with, Patrick, he told me this would happen. I'm not interested. So that's lesson one. Lesson two, stay in touch with your homeowners. Do not go AWOL after a signature. They have 10 days to back out. You don't want that buyer's remorse. If I signed a deal with Jeremy and I haven't heard from him in 10 days, okay? People put this stuff on their calendar. I'm not kidding. 
like the, the oopsie period. So provide value, stay in touch. Even if you don't have an update, Hey, just waiting to hear from you on the insurance. Hey, just wanted to keep you up to date. You know, things got pushed. I talked with the adjuster at rain, stay in touch no matter what. And again, whether you're in Florida or not, um, anyway, yeah, I, want, I want to finish up this on this section, if you don't mind. Yeah, uh, go back to it. One of the questions that you know, I'm, I'm getting is what can I say at the door versus what can't I say at the door? And so I want to kind of end it by saying this, uh, what you cannot do as a sales rep or as a 1099 employee, don't think you're going to get around this guys. It clearly does say in here that you're, you're a 1099 employee. It does apply to you as well. If the person represents your company in any way, you can be fine. You are liable. But with that in mind, as a sales rep, you cannot interpret policy provisions or advise on coverage. Think about that way. You cannot interpret policy provisions or advise on coverage but you can recommend that they call their insurance provider. You can say that you're the expert in the neighborhood. You can say that you're gonna be there for them throughout the process. You can say you'll meet the adjuster up there and make sure that they see everything. You can say that you're the expert and the person that works with every single insurance carrier that there is. So don't think that you need to go to a PA and give up part of your job because you're, you've gotten door to door taken away from you. You, you still have the opportunity. You just got to change your approach and you'll knock it out of the park. Big deal. Thank you for getting me back on track on that one. Every now and again, we see the thread and we roll with it. Um, <laughs> can, I go, can I go back to the estimate piece? Because that, that I'm sure, you know, so many of us are used to just finding, excuse me, signing a contingency agreement. And then that assumes that the scope becomes the scope. Well, now, if I remember right, Patrick, from our conversation, detailed estimates are, are required. So what we need to do is essentially take that scope and replicate it. So we know that's our detailed estimate because what they're, I'm assuming they're trying to get rid of is the remove and replace roof $30,000. Right. And they're like, well, being done. So they want a detailed estimate. And as you mentioned, that estimate can change. So what did, what I, what did I write down? Work off the scope and then use a change order if there are supplements that come in. And again, um, the estimate is needed. So a couple of ideas, and I know this is good. People are going to start rolling with this, but Patrick and I discussed this before of creating a template and I don't have, oh man, I wish I had a document I could use in the example. If you have the list of common code items from Xactimate, you can simply leave it open to write in the quantities by hand. That way it's just the cheat sheet. And then you can fill in the dollar amounts from the scope since that you're not under contract till it's approved. So what I think would be the easiest way is to have that cheat sheet of all the common line items. You take the scope while you're at the table, you can literally just translate that scope onto it. Now you've got one and then a change order can come into place should any supplements get approved. But that might be a very quick and easy way to adopt, excuse me, to adapt to this new law uh, without having to, to go back to the office and basically rebuild and exactimate over, I mean, this stuff takes a lot of time and, and, and it's not going to add much value to the homeowner. So I just wanted to button that one up. Any, any comments or questions or thoughts on that one? Well, Adam, I, I think you make a good point. I want to go back to something you said about five minutes ago about setting the right expectation when you're with the homeowner. I think it's going to be key because you are going to be giving them something that's going to have some line items on it. For, for a homeowner that may not be familiar with the insurance process, they may think, oh, shoot, what is this $30,000 number? I, am I now, am I signed up for a $30,000 roof when you know it's just a $2,500 deductible. So make sure you're setting that expectation with the homeowner so they don't have that sticker shock and it kills your deal out there on the table. Yeah, yep, agreed. Which by the way, I don't know if you and I talked about this, Patrick, but what I always teach, um, and I go over this in my closing strategy, 
we always tackle the deductible objection straight out of the gate. So I go through the inspection. We get invited to the kitchen table. We show the photos. And then we ask, would you like to hear how I can help? And when they say yes, now we got permission to pitch. So many people forget that transition. And then they're like halfway in the contingency. And the homeowner's like, whoa, where did this come? Now you want me to sign something? So it literally just says, do you want to hear? Yes, I want to hear. Cool. Now they're expecting it. And before we even get into it, I just, I always start up. Hey, just want you to know you can choose anyone you want through this process. Why is that? Because by law, you owe your deductible. If it's 2000 whether the claim is $2,001 or $200,000, your deductible doesn't change. We work off of the assessment, not the an estimate. Therefore, no matter what this comes in, you owe your deductible. Insurance pays less. You're still paying your deductible. That's how the game works, right? Now that we've got that deductible objection out of the way, we set those clear expectations, we can move forward through everything else. And I found that shift makes a huge difference in getting people to pay attention. And then you knock down the big money thing right out of the gate. They're not thinking about it the whole time and not paying attention. So making sure you get buy-in on that out of the gate is just critically important. That's great. Um, the next section I've got here, Adam, is the time to file the claim has been reduced in the state of Florida dramatically. Um, so all payrolls, everything moves down to two years to file a claim in the state. And supplements move to three years. So you can't reopen a claim for three years from the date of loss. Uh, but big reduction here, guys. We're not talking about three or five years anymore. We are down to two years in the state of Florida. I think that will be a trend that continues to other states. Yeah. And, and I'll be frank. I think that's probably a good thing because I think that will encourage folks to take action. Um, I know a big thing that, that we struggle with in this industry is getting folks to do something about it when we know in our heart of hearts, it is 100% in their best interest. And they're like, well, I've got the time, I've got the time. So putting up that deadline, I, I think could be advantageous. I do think it's a bummer for homeowners because what if, what if a good guy doesn't show up to help them figure it out in that time period? So we'll, we'll need to be quicker. Any other key points here that we want to hit on, Patrick? I've got two more here. Uh, one is an easy one. The date of loss was clarified here in the state to be the date when the hurricane makes landfall, according to NOAA. So in, in Florida or a lot of other states, I hope this continues. Um, the, the, sometimes the hurricane will make landfall, let's say in Tampa, which is in the middle of the state, and move its way up to Jacksonville. That could be a day to a day and a half to two days. I mean, you're not sure. So it has clarified the date of loss as being when the hurricane makes landfall in Florida. Something good to keep in mind. Any and changes for hail, though? Because I know northern, northern Florida is a great hail market. Did, they, did, they did mention hail in there, and it is. I'll have to look. For, well, let, me, let me look it up here real quick. It's line 10, 1041 is where this is. 1041. I'll look it up right now for you. I don't want to leave here. Yeah, and my guess is that not much changed because hail is kind of easy. It just, when it falls, it falls. <laughs> it's, it's there. Yeah, Here for claims resulting from, there it is. And does I'll, it, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll share my screen again. And it does indeed say, it says, for claims resulting from hurricanes, tornadoes, windstorms, rain, and other weather-related events, which is hysterical that they left hail out. Um, the date of loss is the date that the hurricane made landfall or the tornado, windstorm, severe rain, or other weather-related event is verified by, the, by NOAA. So again, and that's pretty easy. Anyone who hasn't seen NOAA, those dates are, are there. You can look and the hail reports come in. So that, that's pretty standard across the, uh, the U.S. from my understanding. That's, All right. Well, that's that one. Adam is attorney fees in the state. I know that, you know, I am personally not an attorney. I work with uh, quite a few of them. Um, but this change in the state of Florida... Um, and really what, what has to happen now, this is the big deal for contractors. What you have right now is that if you have a claim denied in the state, you, a lot 
lot of people are moving directly into litigation. That will no longer be possible come July 1st. Now what you'll have to do is you have to file a 10-day intent to litigate, meaning that you are going to give them a pre-suit demand. Let's just say it was 20000 So your attorney will write to the insurance company and say, we are demanding, with my attorney fees included, $20,000 for this roof. The insurance carrier will then have 10 days to respond to that letter, and they will at that time give you a pre-suit offer. So you've got a $20,000 demand. Let's just say you have a $12,000 offer. At that point, you'll decide whether you want to move forward with litigation. The goal of this was to try to keep stuff from going right into the court system and then racking up court costs and attorney fees and, stuff and all that stuff. So they're trying to hopefully prevent that. And it's only 10 days. So I think it's a very good step in the right direction. Gotcha. That's a big deal. Is there anything else that, I, that you think we need to know about Florida and the, the potential new wave of what might be coming to the U.S.? Well, I told my roofing contractors, this is, you need to eat for the next 12 months because it's not going to stay this way in the next legislative session. Um, across this country, what insurance carriers are telling us in Tallahassee, our, our capital here in Florida, is that they are racking up attorney fees because there is so much fraudulent claims that are going into litigation. That is a story they are telling across the state. And that is the reason that premiums are going through the roof. Now, we can argue that reason or if that they're really bleeding, but that is the story they're telling and they're going to tell it upon the Gulf Coast. They're going to tell it Texas, Georgia, everywhere, and then up and down the East Coast. This is something that will be coming there. The way you fight this is to get involved with your state legislature, to show up, to testify, to write, to make videos, to highlight the good what good contractors are doing out there. Yeah. Good contractors aren't giving gift cards to get up on top of roofs. That's not the way they operate. But in Tallahassee, in our capital, that's the reasons. That's what they're using to push this stuff forward in the public eye. So be, be vigilant, understand what they're trying to accomplish, and then have a voice out there because we all do. And it's important that good contractors are, are louder than the bad ones. Yeah, I love it. Patrick, thank you for sharing this. And, and Patrick was on the Senate floor yeah. you know, testifying on this whole thing. So there's no one, no one better to have here than, than you. And thank you for sharing, sharing this all with us. Um, everyone listening, watching, it's our opportunity to pivot, to stand above to, to look at this, not as a threat to our business, but an opportunity to do better, shine brighter, do business the right way. And uh, we can always adapt and we will, because the reality is the need does not change. The laws in which we operate and the parameters in which we operate change and we can pivot. We've proven it with COVID. We'll prove it again with this. So um, Florida guys, we've got your back, more coming soon. And um, before we wrap it up, Patrick, you've got some really great things that you're helping with contractors about in ways that I can't help people. And people reach out all the time, say, Adam, how do I grow business on social media? What should I be doing? Do I use my personal page? Do I use my business page? So um, with that being said, talk about what you do for folks and, and how they might be able to get in touch with you should they be interested in getting some help. Blue Collar Media Group, it's my proud, it's my baby. And we're out there helping blue collar entrepreneurs if they want to further their business through social media. Um, you know, a lot of people don't know how to generate the content or how to turn their phone around or man, how do I even get subtitles on that darn video right there? These are things that can hold somebody back from making a real impact on their business. It could be very small stuff. So what I do is I teach you how to create engaging content one-on-one -on -one with you, um, show you and your company how to use your business pages across all major platforms. I'll do a one-day event and come out to you and, and we hold your hand throughout the entire process can provide you some great videography and editing too. We get you off on the right foot so you can dominate your market from a social media standpoint. Um, and that's what it's about. I believe that content is king in this world. 
There are enough people yeah. producing, you know, cookie cutter content. Um, so I want to get out there for you and make people recognize and understand who you are and, uh, and make you really relevant in your space. So if I can have the opportunity to do that, that's my passion. Awesome. Love it, Patrick. And Patrick does a great job of it. He leads by example. We were just talking before this interview how I'm envious of his ability to produce content and have all the right tags and tag the right people. And, and uh, it, it, it's, he's got a laser targeted approach. And at the end of the day, people want to buy from who? People. And when you can put that image out to your customers and soon to be customers in your market, um, there's, there's just, it's been proven. The guys that are, that are leading that front are doing, doing great and having to knock less doors and it's a win for everybody. So Patrick, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you? Patrick Carr on Instagram or Patrick Carr on Facebook. You can find me right there. I have little headphones on in my picture because I'm doing a little podcasting. So look for me there, but Patrick Carr. Um, and then the company on social media is the Blue Collar Media Group. So that'd be the Blue Collar Media Group across your LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Um, you can find me at any of those places there. Cool. We'll put links in the video and podcast description for all of that. So thank you all for joining. And Patrick, thank you so much for being here to support all of our Florida contractors and everyone else who's trying to keep that cutting edge on where we will all inevitably go in as a, as a nation and how we can stay on the cutting edge and, and continue to grow. So thanks a lot, Patrick. Good man, Adam. Thanks so much, buddy. Right. Be well, guys. Later, bro. Hey, thanks again for joining me on this episode of the Roof Strategist Podcast. If you are out on a roof or driving around in your truck, you'll find everything you need right there in the show notes, including links to all my products and services, or to download your free copy of my Pitch Like a Pro roofing sales training video library. And remember, all of my content is built around one simple principle. You ask, I answer. So what would you like me to cover in an upcoming episode? Email me personally, Adam at roofstrategist.com. That's Adam at roofstrategist.com. Don't forget to subscribe and write a review for the podcast, and I'll see you next time.